Welcome to Healing the Spirit, a space where we awaken our creativity, deepen our connections, and remember who we are through the lens of astrology, archetypes, and art making. I'm your host, Jonathan Coe. Hello everyone, welcome to Healing the Spirit. I am really excited to be sharing my notes, my contemplations with you for the upcoming week. So um, this Monday I was sitting with the astrology of the upcoming week. I was sitting with the guidance of the cards. I was also calling in um, my cosmic guidance, as well as my sacred ancestors, my etheric guides, and um, yeah, I'm excited to be sharing some things that came through with you. And as always, my intention really is to facilitate you in getting inspired, in listening to, in knowing your own internal voice. And so as you're listening to this, my invitation for you is not to take what I said at face value, but rather to really feel into your own deep resonance within, to feel into what feels true for you, and also a reminder to not discount any information that comes up that is not what I'm saying, right? If I'm not saying something, but somehow you feel it coming up within your heart, within your mind, within your body, your spirit. Trust that that's the information that's for you. And yeah, so let's get to it. So here is a little bit of a breakdown of the astrology of the upcoming week. Um, on Monday, 11-14, we begin with the sun in Scorpio trining Neptune in Pisces. And then Mercury in Scorpio also sextiling Pluto in Capricorn. And then on Tuesday, 11.15, Venus, which is in a very late degree of Scorpio, is going to be making a trine to Jupiter that currently is in retrograde in Pisces in also late degrees of Pisces. And then on Wednesday, um, Mercury in Scorpio will trine Jupiter in Pisces, and then Mars in Gemini will square Neptune, also in Pisces. And on Wednesday, Venus will be entering the realm of Sagittarius, which marks um, Venus's departure from Scorpio, um, the swampy lands of Scorpio. And then on Thursday, Mercury will also follow Venus's suit and enter Sagittarius. On Friday, the Sun, which is still in Scorpio, will be sextiling Pluto in Capricorn. On Saturday, Mercury in Sagittarius will be conjunct Venus. So Mercury and Venus will be meeting in Sagittarius. And then finally, to round off the week, on Sunday, uh, November 20th, Sun in Scorpio will trine Jupiter in Pisces. So if you've been following... Um, 
my quick rundown, you'll see that there's a lot of trine, a lot of sextile here, right? And also Venus exiting uh, Scorpio into the mutable fire sign of Sagittarius. And so there is a sense of um, perhaps a ray of light at the end of the tunnel, right? There's a sense that um, finally, we're getting out of the gridlock of the swamp of Scorpio and out into the um, the unknown, right? Sagittarius is represented by the archer. And so there is a sense of adventure here. There's a sense of leaving um, the fixed water into mutable fire. As I contemplate upon this particular astrological weather, it also makes me, um, I find it really curious that the, the sun is still staying behind in Scorpio this week, whereas Venus and Mercury are both entering Sagittarius, right? So there is, or there can be a sense of dissonance around, you know, the actual situation we find ourselves in, right? The, the truth of the situation as represented by the sun, which may be different than how, you know, we can respond to it on a body level as represented by Venus and on a mental level as represented by Mercury, right? There is possibility here to approach the same situation with slightly different posture somatically and also slightly different framework mentally and so um, that's something that I would like to um, center and to bring forward because um, we are not quite out of the shadows just yet right like there is this is still the week where we've just had the eclipse right this is still the week where the sun is still in Scorpio we still have um, Mars squaring Neptune, right, um, in the sky. And all of that is still present. We are perhaps still in um, experiencing a little bit of that gridlock energy, but that there is a way um, to begin visioning our path out of it, out of the woods. So then the question becomes, how do we lean into this part of us that perhaps on a deep intuitive level is already having some sort of access to this other vision, right? This reality that exists outside of whatever swamp we find ourselves in. So some questions for us to contemplate. I think there's a continuation in terms of the message that I received for this week of the work that we did last week. So last week, what I shared was that the main thing to contemplate was around this correlation between the sense of restlessness that we may be feeling, right? The sense of stuckness, even perhaps with our expectations. And also this invitation to notice what pleasures, what grace, what vitality are available to us when we begin lowering our expectations. Often, because of the pressurized states that we often find ourselves in, both personally or collectively, and the fact that, you know, a lot of life is about 
trying to survive, right? Um, there's no denying that reality about being human. But there's also an invitation here to remember that life is about pressures and releases, right? For example, um, I always come back to the idea of music, right? That in music, we continue to move through states of tension and resolution, right? When we um, listen to um, a piece of music by Beethoven or by Bach, maybe, um, there's always this sense of like moving away from um, a place or a chord that feels crunchy into something that eases off, right? Into something that maybe feels more um, relaxed. And I think oftentimes in our healing journey, we so often somatically, energetically hold on to these pressures and these tensions, right? Our attention goes into registering them in our physical and physical and energetic field. And our brains also play a role in telling us um, it's not yet safe, even though maybe we are out of this um, space of tension, right? That we are moving into resolution, but often we're still holding on in our bodies that sense of, ooh, I can't let go just yet. And so how do you know when you're safe? This is the question to contemplate this week. How does your body register safety? And does your body register a feeling of safety as much as it registers danger? How much time do you spend studying your states of safety as opposed to studying your states of trauma? Also, sometimes the invitation is for us to release something, right? To begin letting go of our attachment to feeling unsafe, feeling the pressures of life, so that we can begin to enjoy the wave of anticipation for what's to come, what's perhaps more exciting, what's perhaps holding a little bit more levity. This is interesting because my sense of this week is that the best is yet to come, right? We are not totally out of the swampy, um, perhaps slightly stuck uh, moments in our lives, right? Um, we are still in Scorpio season. The sun is still in Scorpio, even though Scorpio, you know, I want to be very clear that I don't think that Scorpio is a stuck sign by any stretch of the imagination, right? Scorpio um, is definitely capable of a lot of humor as well. There is, um, when we think about the um, traditional ruler of Scorpio, it's Mars, right? So there is a sense with Scorpio of like wanting to go deeper. And that sense of wanting to go deeper is so beautiful. But also with Venus spending time in the land of Scorpio, right? Um, where Venus may be don't have as much access to what Venus usually um, represents, right? The pleasure, the ease, the 
um, ability to make social connections and to access uh, internal pleasures on a somatic level, there can be this sense of um, being like uncomfortable a little bit, right? And also the fact that we have an eclipse where the south node is in Scorpio and the north node is in Taurus, right? So perhaps if you've been feeling this eclipse window pretty intensely in your body, um, that's been my experience too. And that's been the experience of many people that I've been talking to. Like this eclipse felt really intense on a somatic level. So the question here is around releasing and amplifying, right? What do you need to release in order to be able to start enjoying the deliciousness of this wave of anticipation? And the other side of that is also what can you amplify, right? What can we amplify in order to experience the joy of the release from pressure? Do you know when you are moving out of a state of pressure into the state of release in your life? Um, Venus is also receiving some support from Jupiter, right? While Venus may not be such a huge fan of kind of the watery, sticky realm of Scorpio, of like really going down into the depths of our trauma, Jupiter loves being in Pisces, right? So, um, and I think it's kind of cool to be thinking about this connection that will be happening between Venus and Jupiter, which is a trine or a... Um, 120 degree angle, right? That is often in astrology thought of as an easeful, as a sympathetic angle, right? I kind of like to think of Jupiter maybe passing off a love, a love note or like a love letter to Venus, right? From Venus's place of exaltation. It's kind of like getting a text from a friend, right? Who's currently on vacation, maybe at your favorite destination, um, but the energy isn't one that's full of like comparison and competition, right? It's not, the energy is not like, take this loser, I'm now in this really nice space and you are stuck there, right? But rather, the energy is more like, hey, I think you're really going to like this restaurant. Um, and I know that in a few months, you're going to get to spend time here um, in your favorite destination. So I'm going to go try out this restaurant for you so that you'll know what to order when you get here, you know, which is such a sweet little, um, yeah, connection between them. I sense um, relief in, in the astrology of this week. I sense an exhale. I sense um, a sense of looking forward to something exciting, something new, something novel. And um, I think the key really is around not just relying on the fact that relief is going to come to you, right? Um, but rather to begin seeking out where is that relief? right? Um, it may not be totally obvious just yet that we are moving out of the shadows. And um, we may have to consciously spend some time, you know, really feeling into how can we enjoy this um, astral weather. There's also a sense that while some parts of us are still in the dark, we are now better equipped 
to know how to navigate the dark, right? I'm really thinking about the sun uh, sextiling Pluto and also trining Jupiter, while Mars is squaring Neptune, right? Mars squaring Neptune can result in like a sense of haze a little bit. Like there is that tension of like, are we in it? Are we out of it? And yet with the sun, the principle of illumination, right? Um, making a friendly um, aspect to Pluto, the um, god of the underworld, right? And also creating later a trine to Jupiter. There is a sense of that now we have night vision, right? That now we may still be in some of the dark places, in certain areas of our life or in the collective, but that we are beginning to see that um, illumination is possible or maybe our eyes have adjusted a little bit, right? As we move away from the intensity of that lunar eclipse that we experienced last week, we may begin to see what the story was all about. So if something was really coming up for you around the eclipse, whether that be, you know, a news that you were not super happy about or um, tension that came up in relationship, there is a chance here to begin slowing down, moving away from the emotional intensity of everything that moves through us, and to start to weave a greater context, an idea of um, what is it that we were actually working with, right? Because maybe when we were right at the intense, you know, at the when we were kind of in a pickle, right, with whatever was coming up, maybe we didn't have full context. The information is not totally in yet. So, um, yeah, an invitation to really uh, begin noticing what that story was really about and to um, trust that greater illumination will continue to come forward. All right, so thinking about what practices can be really supportive, what I heard was actually a really simple practice of noticing our out-breath, right? Can you not only allow yourself to exhale, to breathe out, but also notice how your body has an opportunity to release tension as you exhale? This kind of struck me as um really funny when a few months ago, I realized that you can exhale without releasing the tension of your body, right? <laughs> you can exhale, but still feel this like tension kind of in your belly as you're exhaling. And so while air is leaving your body, um, there can be a sense of like even more tension because you're not allowing the musculature of your body to begin relaxing, right? So I think this practice of consciously releasing the grips um, of our pelvis, of our shoulders, of our toes, of our fingers can be really supportive for this coming week because we are still working with some of the tension that came up from the intensity of last week, right? Um, and so if it's available to you, um, if it's accessible at this moment, if it feels exciting to you, perhaps even this may be a really good week to be gifting yourself something that relieves the physical body, maybe receiving body work or Reiki or 
something that's my own personal favorite is simply spending time with the foam roller, right? Um, as an aside, my sisters actually train in a modality called the melt method, which is a form of body work that releases tension with like a very squishy roller. And that can be really exciting or really um, like so pleasurable, right? To think about. Um, my other favorite way of releasing tension from the body is actually uh, drawing a bath for myself. The warmth of the water, you know, maybe um, putting in some really supportive herbs or Epsom salt can be really helpful in kind of draining out the more subconscious um, somatically held pressures that we have in our bodies. I also thought about the beautiful seminal text by Adrian Marie Brown, Pleasure Activism, right? This can be a really good time to feel into the tenet of what it means to um, feel into the pleasures that are available for you. And also thinking about Venus and Mercury entering Sagittarius, I also thought about going on a knowledge adventure hunt, right? So one of my favorite things ever to do is just to go blind into a bookshop, right? And, you know, give yourself 45 minutes to an hour there and just let yourself really marvel, right, at all these books and all of this knowledge that's available and all of the book covers and just kind of getting lost in the idea of, um, yeah, drowning in ideas, essentially. <laughs> um, and if that feels, any of that feels pleasurable or relaxing to you, I welcome you to really tap into that. And I also pulled a couple cards um, to um, guide us and you can look at the cards from the link that I will include in the show notes. But um, I pulled the justice from the Serpent Fire Tarot by Daphne Amber Wolf. And also I pulled the uh, Dreaming card, which is represented by um, a lizard from the Animal Totems and the I Ching by um, Brynja Magnusson. Um, who is an incredible human design reader and also work with all these um, incredible modalities. And so this combination of like justice and dreaming, uh, lizard, or also um, this card is connected to the 64th uh, hexagram uh, on the I Ching or gate 64 in human design uh, for those of you who are fluent in that language. What this card pull makes me think of is that this is a moment for rebalancing. What does rebalancing look like to you, right? If all your life you've been so focused on your trauma, on healing the parts of you that feel wounded, that feel untended to, what can you gift yourself in order to grow and to move the other side of things, right? So notice that to me, the point is not to completely quote-unquote heal ourselves and to be completely rid of all of our trauma i mean i don't even think that's possible right but what the invitation is here with justice you know a card that is ruled by libra by the uh, golden dawn association and this idea of dreaming i can kind of feel that there is this 
um, connection, you know, between um, realizing that there is another way, right? That there is another area here that perhaps you haven't fully nurtured, that you haven't spent so much time in. How can you provide yourself intentional distraction from the patterns of reliving, reenacting your trauma? What can you do to seek out a slightly different experience? Perhaps not to run away from it, not to bypass altogether, right? But to begin cultivating skills and habits and frameworks and mindsets to um, begin weaving a new reality, right? Do you know how to dream yourself into a new reality? How do you remind yourself that balance exists, right? That balance is possible or that balance is simply the state of being alive, right? That if there's trauma, there's also pleasure and they may not be related, right? I don't mean that as, you know, your trauma is your biggest gift or anything like that, but really that, you know, life, the human condition is full of these contradictions, of these paradoxes. And so can you give yourself a little bit of a taste of what's on the other side. Can you begin trusting that ease is available to you, that um, pleasure, that hope is available to you, even if maybe that's not part of your experience at the moment? And in so doing, in allowing yourself to feel the inspiration, to feel the calling of what's on the other side, Perhaps a new way of being emerges within you. Perhaps there is a way that you begin to see um, that you don't have to always live this monochromatic existence of being on one end of the spectrum, right? But that perhaps if one area of your life is feeling really stuck, that maybe you can also pay attention, simply pay attention, right? Nothing to do about it, but simply pay attention to the other part of your life that is going well. And um, to expand into the gorgeousness, right? The expansiveness of this human existence, of the both andness of our experience. All right, I'm wishing you a beautiful week. I hope this week you took some time to feel the sun on your skin, to feel the wind breezing through your hair or your head. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you next time, whenever that may be. And if you feel like this um, transmission supported you, which I really hope it did, um, I would love it if you feel compelled, called, or that it would be exciting to you to leave a review on Apple Podcast, to leave a rating on your um, favorite podcast app, um, whatever it may be, I will be very excited to receive. And if you feel like sharing anything with me, I would also love to hear how this message lands for you. All right. Sending you so much care, so much love. Thank you for being here and I will see you again next time.